0: to All Talk Oncology. I'm your host, Kenny Perkins, a.k.a. The Cancer Guy. Hello, hello, hello. This is Kenny Perkins, a.k.a. Your Cancer Guy. And again and again, here we are with another phenomenal guest. I know I say it all the time, but I say it because I mean it. We got our next guest is coming to us from Ukraine. Imagine that, okay? We're going all the way to Ukraine to talk to you about what has gone on with this young man. You know, we're talking about how you deal with cancer. How do you get that mindset? How do you continue to move forward and have the strength to do that? Our next guest is going to do that and tells us about it. We have join me. I want you guys to join me, this young man, because you. I think you're going to love him. You're going to love what he's about. All the things that he's creating, and uh, I think you can get so many gems from this from this next guest. Help me to welcome our next guest, Shark. Grebenuk to our show here. Shark. Come on, Kenny. It's my pleasure. Thank you for having me. Shark, we got shark in the house. You know, it's not a shark tank. This man, he won't bite unless you want him to. (laughs) Shark, (laughs) Hey, thank you so much for joining us here in All Talk Oncology, sir. Appreciate it. Pleasure. Pleasure. Yeah. Shark,
1: you know, you're from Ukraine. I mean, where part in Ukraine are you from? I'm from Donetsk, from the very east of Ukraine, right on the border of Russia. Wow. Man, do you still have family there right now? So, um, as you know, it's war zone right now. And uh, my closest family, they moved to safer parts of Ukraine right now. Some of my family lives in Kiev, in the capital. Some of my family lives in Lviv. Some of my family lives in Sume. Um, But yeah, I do still have family in
0: Ukraine. Yeah. yeah. I'm glad they moved to a place that's safer, man. That's uh, super important. You know, I'm glad we have you here on the show to be able to tell your story, you know, about your journey. You know, and a lot of times, Sharp, people get diagnosed and don't know what to do. They feel alone in that. And mm-hmm. for those that have been newly diagnosed, You know, I know the feeling can be overwhelming, it can be scary, and uh, a lot of anxiety. But let you know, you're not alone in this. That's one of the reasons why we created this podcast is to help people to see that we can empower you. And not only that, you know, that's the reason why I became a cancer coach is to be able to help cancer patients through this. Not only the cancer patients, but their loved ones and even the caregivers. You know, if you are battling with something like this, um, go to my website. It's yourcancerguide.com. You know, I have a course that's called It Starts With Your Mind. You know, it's all about that mindset. How do you get the proper mindset? And I hope that uh, you can benefit from that. Make sure you go to, again, it's yourcancerguide.com and uh, look for that. It looks like it starts with your mind. But we're going to talk about the mind. We're going to talk about a little bit that today because Shark is a man who's all about the mental game. He's all about a man who doesn't accept defeat. and That's the type of spirit you want. That's the type of energy you want to be be able to have. So how does Shark get that? Where did that come from from him? This is what we're talking about, Shark. Tell us a little bit about your background before we jump into that, Shark. What you do, what you love. And let's start there.
1: Okay, so my background is um, I was born and raised in Ukraine. Grew up a swimmer. Started uh, competitive swimming when I was only seven years old uh, and that was pretty successful for me. I was a junior national champion of Ukraine uh, multiple times. But um, when I was 18 years old, I had a heart attack happened during swimming practice and I went into cardiac arrest. So my heart actually stopped for around 30 minutes and I had no heart rate. Let me ask you this, man. I mean,
0: you had a heart attack inside the pool?
1: Yeah, so what happened was uh, it was right in the middle of the practice. I remember that day like it was yesterday, very, very clear, where we had this set. It was six times by 50 meters. I was a breaststroker, and we had to build our effort from one to third and from fourth to six. meaning first, you swim nice and easy. Second, 50, you swim medium effort third you swim as fast as possible and then again fourth nice and easy fifth medium effort Sixth, as fast as possible and so I finished my 650 I touched the wall of the pool and uh, I noticed that my heart rate is very very high and normally it's not unusual for a s- swimmer to check their heart rate at the end of the race, you know? And normally you would do it on the neck here. But in that moment, I touched the wall and I noticed that it's so high and i like feeling dizzy and all that. I look down at my chest and I see the skin on my chest literally popping. Like I see the skin moving up and down. My heart rate was so hard. And so I try to, I put my hand on my heart and I just noticed that my heart rate is so high I can barely count it. I tell my coach, hey, I look at the clock on the wall, you know, the, the stopwatch, the you know what I mean, the clock on the wall, and I try to count my, heart, my beats in the 10 seconds. And when you count your beats in 10 seconds, normally, like if it's anything above 30, you're working really hard, you know, you're right where you need to be as a sprinter. And so I count my heartbeats and what I counted was 32 or 33, but I'm, sh- I'm sure I miscounted because it was so very high. Like it was very hard to count. And I tell my coach, Hey, my, my heart rate is 33. And he goes, Phew. he laughed at me. He goes, Phew. warm down. Uh, he didn't believe me and warm down means like swim nice and easy and try to slow your heart rate down, breathe deeply and all that. And I was like, man, I don't feel like warming down. Something's wrong here. So I climb out of the pool and I'm just in panic mode, you know? I don't know what's going on. My my, I'm dizzy. My heart rate is crazy high. And I don't know what to do. I look over and I see another coach on the deck working with their athlete. And I go to that coach and I'm saying, hey, something's wrong with me. I told my coach, but my coach, you know, didn't react in the way that's supportive. Like, what do I do? Something's wrong with me. And she's like, hey, calm down, have a seat right here, try to breathe, inhale through your nose, exhale through your mouth or whatever. And I do that and I'm just in crazy panic mode. I have one million thoughts a second. And for whatever reason, one of these thoughts that I'm catching is go in the showers, go in the cold shower. And I, so I get up from this bench and I'm on my way to showers. And thank God, on my way to showers, so in America, they normally have lifeguards on deck. In Ukraine, they will have a nurse on the deck, kind of monitoring, making sure that everybody's safe and all right. And so thank God I, I met this nurse on my way to showers. And I grabbed this little old lady and I told her, help me. Something is wrong with me. And so long story short, she laid me down on this little bench and she tried to measure my heart rate. And at some point my heart rate was zero. And they called an ambulance. The ambulance came in. I believe they shot me with uh, epinephrine, uh, did something else. Um, anyways, they got me out of that state. They got my heart beating again. And they, um emergency, they took me to the hospital. Later that day, uh, they examined me. They told me, hey, you went into cardiac arrest. Your heart rate was zero for about 30 minutes. Uh, luckily, you know, we got you back. And you survived. And so they examined me. And um, after a series of examinations, a series of tests or whatever, they found out that I had a genetic heart condition called the Wolf-Parkinson-White syndrome which uh, basically, I'm not an expert, so forgive me uh, if I don't explain it in the pretty uh, scientific way. But in my heart, there was something that was not supposed to be there genetically. And that's something that was there. Me working really hard in swimming practice caused my the blood rush, right? And that's something closed one of the ways in my heart. And so my heart was pumping really hard, trying to pump the blood in and out. But one of the ways was blocked. And so that caused my heart to stop for a little while. Wow. Yeah.
0: I'll tell you, Shark, man. I mean that that's scary. You know, here you are, man, just in the best shape of your life, a national champion, and boom. You just you know, and, and that helps us to appreciate Shark, right? <laughs> I mean, we just never know. You know, you never know what can happen to you. you no, know, so it's uh and thank you for that background, man. That that's extensive. So tell me a little bit about, you know, your journey here, because if I'm correctly, you were diagnosed with lymphoma, right? Is that correct?
1: Yeah, I yeah. was diagnosed with, uh, well, 10 years later after I had my cardiac arrest, after I already moved to the United States and everything, and I was living this new life in over here in Southern California, where it's nice and warm and palm trees that are everywhere
0: but wait a second here okay so like, i don't want to i don't want to skip too much but I, I you know so you go from ukraine and then you you end up in in southern california kind of tell us a little bit that journey you know a little bit about at least give us a background on how that happened because it's beautiful out here in california
1: <laughs> yeah yeah it is so after i had my cardiac arrest right um I had a surgery performed to fix the issue that caused the entire thing to even happen. But uh, basically, doctors never gave me a green light to continue my athletic career. And so I was faced with the situation. Either I stopped my career as an athlete and continue to do something else in Ukraine, or I find a way to continue my athletic career in another country. And that's what I chose. I looked for a way to come to the United States and I found it. I got an athletic scholarship in college here in the United States. First, it was in Pennsylvania. Uh, It was uh, Westchester University of Pennsylvania. that gave me a full athletic scholarship. And so that's how I came to the United States uh, to go to college and compete here as an NCAA swimmer. And uh, yeah, long story short, I, in 2010, I had that part situation, right? In 2011, I came to the United States to go to college, compete here. And then 2016, I graduated college and 2017, after graduating college and uh, retiring from swimming, I decided to move to uh, Los Angeles, California, and pursue my dream of just living here and, um, you know, sharing my passion for sports and fitness through personal training. So I started a career as a personal trainer. So I tell you, Shark
0: Man, I you you have an extensive background in such a short period of time. You know, talking about eighteen, and then that's a ten-year span. That's twenty-eight. You know, you're a young man. A lot of things have happened to you being a young man. And and so, you know, what a journey so far. You know, so you get here to lovely Southern California. Are you in the Los Angeles area? Is that that where we're at? Yes, sir. Uh, I live in uh, Venice Beach. Oh, look at you, man. You're in a tour zone. Here we are, man, from Ukraine to, to Venice Beach. What a blessing that is, you know, just to be here in Los Angeles, Absolutely. you know, next to Santa Monica and whatnot. So here you are, right? You know, Shark, you're you starting out, you're coming in, uh, a personal trainer, helping people into fitness and things like that. How does that go from being diagnosed with lymphoma? How did that happen?
1: Yeah, so my wife and I moved to Los Angeles in 2017. I started uh, my career as a personal trainer and fitness instructor, right? I. Um, was working at this boxing and fitness gym. Uh, we live in an absolute dream. We uh, adopted two dogs. We walk on the beach every day, um, sharing my passion with people, training them, seeing them uh, so happy and sweaty every day and helping people become better, right? And um, it was an absolute dream. Like I, I, it's hard to describe how happy I I was, right? But, At some point, I noticed that there is some issues with my physical health that start to bother me, right? And it started with just skin irritation. I would get these irritations on the skin. They were not super visible, but it would itch a lot. And it would become visible because I was itching it till, till it would get bloody, you know, bloody scratches on my arms and legs and then later on my stomach. And I could not understand what it was. I saw a dermatologist and they would tell me it was eczema. And they gave me eczema creams and treatments, but it didn't seem to help. Then later, I started having more symptoms. I would start to get this tightness and kind of discomfort in my chest and my stomach. And then later, I started to have these occasional night sweats. Like in the middle of the night, I would wake up just soaked in my own sweat, like my entire mattress underneath me would be wet, so wet that it would, like you would think somebody poured a bucket of water on me, you know? So that, I started experiencing that, not every night, but occasionally, like, you know, maybe a couple of times a week. And then finally, uh, one day in the gym, I was working out and I was uh, stretching in front of the mirror like this, And I was doing this movement right here, I noticed the lumps popping on my neck and I was like, whoa, that's concerning, you know? And so then one day it was in 2019, already two years after we were already living in Los Angeles with my wife, we decided to go for a little getaway trip to Joshua Tree, California, just kind of unwind and have some one-on-one time. And uh, it was a beautiful trip and we had so much fun, but I could not sleep on that trip. I had a hard time being in a horizontal position. Every time I would lay down, I would have a lot of pain inside of me, in my chest and, and, and stomach. And so... uh That's a I scary feeling, that huh? That's was. a scary
0: feeling, man. Just thinking, hey, man, I, I got all this pain. What's going on with me, Right.
1: Yeah, I had no idea. And I was training hard, you know. I never done drugs. I was an occasional uh, alcohol drinker, like very occasional. Like I would have two, three drinks only once every month or every two months or something like that, you know. Uh, And uh, I was like, what's going on? Like something's wrong with my health, but what's causing these issues? Like, I don't know. So I communicated how I felt to my wife. And she's like, look, we need to come. As soon as we come back from Joshua Tree, we're going to go and check you out. And I didn't have a health insurance back then. And so I went to urgent care to see an urgent care doctor. And uh, I told him about all these symptoms, right? Skin irritation and itching, pain in my chest and stomach, uh, night sweats and lumps on my neck. And uh, he told me that in his opinion, that was the heart that was somehow related to my heart. And so that guy referred me to see a cardiologist. So I go and see cardiologist and the cardiologist sees me, examines me and says that we should do an X-ray. We do an X-ray and he's like, "Okay, as soon as we get the results of an X-ray, I'll let you know. So I go about my day. I think uh, one or two days later, that cardiologist gets back to me and says, hey, I need you to get to the hospital as soon as possible. It's very urgent. Wow. And I was like, wow. Like he had this energy in his voice, like we're not getting around here, you know? And so I call my employers at this gym where I was working and I told them, hey, you need to find a substitute for somebody else to teach my classes. And I call my clients and I cancel my personal training sessions. And I go to the hospital to see this cardiologist. And basically he tells me, hey, uh, your uh, x-ray came back and um, I don't think uh, there's any problem with your heart. But however, there's another problem. I think you're dealing with cancer here and this type of cancer is called lymphoma it's a lymphatic system cancer and so there i was with my wife in in the cardiologist's office sitting and receiving the news about late stage lymphoma well we didn't know the stage yet but they could see severely swollen lymph nodes on the scan and so that's how it started
0: my goodness I mean, that's a that's a big contrast from coming out here, living the dream, enjoying life, helping people, personal training and boom, you know, all of a sudden you get hit with this tank talking about you got lymphoma and then you find out, you know, later on, this is a this is a late stage, you know. So what type of treatments did you receive and how did you get through this as far as your
1: response, learning about that? Yeah, so. I did the biopsy. They confirmed that it was uh, Hodgkin's lymphoma, stage 3B. They did the CT scan. Uh, So I had a cancerous lymph nodes in my neck, chest, and stomach. If it didn't get to my groin, if it wasn't my groin, that would be stage uh, 4. But um, my stage was 3B because B means it's like severe right like right there on the edge of being four because like I was having all these severe symptoms like night sweats and all that so they prescribed me the treatment of uh, chemotherapy called uh, ABVD which is abbreviation for four different types of chemotherapy I couldn't tell you uh, one by one what the names of those are they're very complicated no worries yeah, so A B V D. Uh they prescribed me to do 12 rounds of it. I was getting my chemotherapy uh one round every two weeks. So every other Friday I would go and get my chemotherapy treatment, right? So that was the treatment that prescribed me. What was the other question? How I approached it, right? Mentally.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I know I know chemotherapy is, is one of the things they, they utilize. Did they give you any radiation treatments or it was just chemo?
1: No,
0: just chemo. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And so you're getting that. I mean, wow, Shark. I mean, I want to pause here and and just for the listeners to understand this. Here you are, Shark, right? I mean, you get diagnosed early in your life. You Not diagnosed, but you, you have a severe heart attack and then you get diagnosed with a specific type of heart condition. You fast forward, you come back, you still kill it, right? You still overcome that and become NCAA champion. Uh, All-American. All-American swimmer, right? Top six in the nation. Is, is that yeah. a, right? Top six in yes. the nation. And look at that, man. It's, it's shark. They're calling you shark, right? Because that has, I imagine that it has something to do with the water, right? Yeah, I was a top swimmer. <laughs> <laughs> You know, so you're dealing with that. You're a top swimmer, fast. They calling you shark. Fast forward, you come to Los Angeles, and boom, you know this happens. You know, tell us a little bit about your mindset, shark, on how you were able to deal with the the chemotherapy treatments, deal with the the feelings of, oh my goodness, I have this cancer. Talk to us a little bit how you were able to deal with that.
1: Yeah. So. Initially, the moment when doctor tells me, "Hey, you have cancer," it was a shock. Obviously, like I didn't expect it. My wife didn't expect it. We're living this dream, and then all of a sudden, boom! I'm 28 years old. I've been in nothing my entire life. Never done drugs. Don't smoke. Like drink very occasionally. Like living this healthy lifestyle, and uh, I get diagnosed with the late stage of cancer. So it's obviously shocking. So we received these, these news and walk out of the doctor's office with my wife, silent, just holding hands, go on the elevator, go down to the parking lot, walk out to the parking lot and just embrace each other and start crying, like crying our faces off to on each other's shoulder. And that went on for about three minutes. And then we wipe our tears. And I say, well, listen. There's two choices here, right? We could cry about it and and choose a position of a victim or we could fight this thing. There's two ways. You either go about it with fear or with faith. And so I think being an athlete my entire life helped me kind of catch myself in the situation and, you know, kind of collect myself and tell myself, well, if other people beat cancer before, I will do that. And I told myself, I don't know what, like how this situation is going to unfold. But what I do know, I can control my actions and my mental attitude. And so I'm going to approach this as a fight. And I'm going to fight for my life. And I'm going to give this fight everything I can. I'm going to put all my effort and do everything that I can possibly do to maximize my chances for survival. And that's what I did. I can give you more details on what like, other than obviously I did chemotherapy, but there's a bunch of other things that I did to maximize my chances for survival, which I believe helped me tremendously.
0: Oh my goodness, man. I tell you, absolutely. Absolutely. I tell you, starting with your mind, you know, for you to turn around and go, I'm going to beat this thing. Other people have done it. I'm getting in that category because it is so easy for any of us, you know, to fall into the victim mentality, right? And so for you to say to pause and tran and and that's a, that's a decision. That was a decision, and I hope you caught that. He decided, no, I'm going to do this and swipe switch that up, and. Sometimes we have to do that. If, you, if any of you guys are listening, you've been newly diagnosed, it starts with your mind. You hear Shark talking about that. So talk with the Shark a little bit about some of the things you've done, how you got through this, and your strength, because you are a survivor by heart. You know, you're surviving heart attacks and a condition in your heart, and then you had a lymphoma. And it, Look at you, man. So give us some gems.
1: <laughs> you're absolutely right, Kenny. It's about decision. You have to decide whether you're going to just accept the position of a victim and let life beat you up or you're going to fight back, you know. And um it's like that every single day of our lives, not just cancer, not just whatever, you know. Every single day, you decide how you show up. You wake up in the morning and if you open your eyes this morning, you decide whether you're just going to, be passive and you let life happen to you or you're going to go about your life like a champion and live intentionally and conquer your day and that's the position I got myself in and I decided you know what I'm not going to be a victim in this situation I don't know how this situation will unfold you know I didn't choose to have cancer life put me through it but Since I'm already in this situation, I'm going to give it everything I got. I don't know if I'm going to survive it, but I'm going to give it everything I got to survive it. You know, and that's how I chose to go about it. And so I started researching the ways of how can I maximize my chances for survival. And so I found out that, okay, prolonged fasting can help you. I I discovered Dr. Walter Longo and his uh, area of expertise is longevity and cancer fighting, right? Basically. So I discovered him, watched a lot of podcasts and interviews with him, bought his books, watched the documentary with him. Then I also found out about Dr. Joe Dispenza, who's big into meditation and how your mental state can affect your physical health. And how through meditation, you can heal yourself physically. So that was another thing that helped me. Then I also discovered about, there's this guy, his name is Paul Stamets. He's an expert in uh, mushrooms. And so there's this mushroom called turkey tail mushroom, which has uh, very strong properties for immune strengthening. And so I started supplementing with turkey tail mushroom every day to help my immune system fight this and um, like I already mentioned about fasting right I learned that especially prolonged fasting if it's used strategically around chemotherapy you can maximize your chances of beating cancer and so studying my second round chemotherapy I was doing four-day fasts around my chemotherapy I would stop having all food and all calories two days before my chemotherapy session. I would fast through the day of chemotherapy session and the day after. And then I would resume, start eating and start eating my calories after my four-day fast. And I would do that every single round. So I would basically follow this schedule of 10 days eating, four days not eating around my chemotherapy. Then again, 10 days eating, consuming my calories, four days not eating around chemotherapy. And I have no doubt that it helped me. All these strategies, right? Fasting, meditations, turkey tail mushroom, obviously proper sleep, spending time outside in nature, in the sun, being grateful for the moment, being grateful for still being here, for still having the chance to fight for my life. That having that positive mental attitude towards it definitely helped me beat it. No doubt about it.
0: Love that. I love that man because it's so true. The things we put into our body matters. The way that we approach these treatments matter. And yeah, everyone has their way of doing things, but understanding that nutrition plays a role and our mindset plays a role in how we decide and that's the key. How we decide that we move forward, that matters. So thank you so much man for, for yeah. really helping us to see that warrior mentality cuz you are a beast. You know you're a beast, man, and for sure. yeah, for sure. And and to have you here in front of me to be able to tell your story, um, man, it's an honor. It's an honor for 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 me. So tell me now, you know, shark. You know, you've gone through it, my friend. You've gone through the things that uh, the heart attacks and syndromes of that, the cancer, and here we are. That was in what
1: 2019. Did did you tell me, shark? Yeah, got diagnosed in 2019. I've been in full remission ever since 2020. I love it. I love it. 2020, you know, you're dealing with that, and now we deal with
0: the pandemic, right? It's like, what is going on here, right? (laughs) Yeah, but
1: pandemic was easy for me. There you go. You know, I could have died, but I got to live, and pandemic or not, I'm alive. Yes,
0: sir. So... Shark, help us to appreciate something. The shark that was before, here he was an athlete, determined, you're a husband, living the dream. How has your mentality changed? The shark that was before the cancer diagnosis compared to the shark now in front of us today?
1: You know what? It definitely made me um, more appreciative. Not to say that I wasn't before, you know, um, Because I've been through cardiac arrest before and I could have died then. So I knew that, you know, today is not promised and tomorrow is not promised. All we got is today. If you're alive today, that's your life right there. That's it. This moment is all we ever got. And going through these experiences really made me grow spiritually because I realize now more than ever that. Nothing ever exists but this moment, you know. There's the saying, right? Yesterday has gone, tomorrow may never come. Today is a gift. That's why we call it present. And so going through all these experiences in my life and being this close to dying uh, multiple times in my life really just made me appreciate the true wealth, you know, because wealth is not about materialistic things. True wealth is being able to breathe, being able to see, being able to feel, being able to hug your loved ones and tell them that you love them and uh, just appreciate the breath, appreciate that you can go outside and look at the sky and feel the wind on your face and hear the birds chirping and jump in the ocean. And that's the true wealth right there. And uh, going through these experiences made me realize how wealthy I am on a day-to-day basis, regardless of the money in my bank account. I love it.
0: Shark, I love that. You know, because that, that sometimes we can get so focused on other things that we lose sight of the simple things that we should be appreciative of. And so that, that's why I always ask that question, Shark, and I, I love that feedback. It, it never gets old because especially with your journey, And being able to tell me that I I can feel it, you know, to look out, feel that wind, appreciate the small things like birds chirping. Come on, man. That's it's a blessing. It's a blessing for me to be right in front of you today and be able to take in take in your story. So thank you so much for this, Shark. You know, it's my pleasure, brother. Thank you. Yeah. Shark, you're a warrior, my friend. You know, you're out here. I see you. I see you on social media. You're doing your boxing and you stay training. This man is in shape. This man is a beast. If you haven't seen him, go to his page. This man takes serious his training. So, you know, Shark, what is Shark working on these days? What are you doing? And, you know, talk to us. Are you giving back? What's going on?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, I share my passion for life with people. And uh, it's, again, through self-development, self-work. So what I do is I coach people. I coach people in person and online. Uh, I do personal training and online coaching to help people dial in their training, their nutrition, and their mindset uh, because it all starts within. The world is not what it is. The world is what you are, you know? And your life, the quality of it, the quality of your relationships and relationship with life, uh, starts with first relationship with yourself. You have to take care of yourself so that you can develop yourself into the best version of you so that then you bring your best self to your family, to your friends, to everybody around you and to this world so you can maximize the joy and the experience of everything, right? So that you can enjoy hearing the birds chirping to its full potential. Because if you're not taking care of yourself and your, your body is hurting, you cannot fully enjoy the present moment. And so it starts with self-development. And this is exactly what I do. I help people build themselves into the best version of them so that they can enjoy life to its full potential.
0: Man, Shark, I love that, man. I love that you're able to turn and give that back and help people because we need it. You know, we all need it. Shark, there's not one of us who don't need that. Be able to look in ourselves and be able to, you know, heal ourselves within, but also to try to bring out that best version because we all want to be good in some way. You know, we all want to present our best. And so for you to be able to give that and teach people how to do that, make sure you look up Shark on the social media platforms. You'll be able to find it on our website and things like that. Shark, you're an amazing man. And uh, it's a privilege, you know, to be able to sit here and talk to you. This man's from Ukraine. He came from Ukraine here to the United States and still just killing it and crushing it and bringing gifts to all of us around, around the world. So, man, thank you so much.
1: I appreciate it, Kenny. Thank you for all the kind words. It is my pleasure to be your guest. Thank you for what you're doing and bringing awareness to these important topics. And um, uh, like you said, it, it is my honor to be here, a guest on your show as well.
0: Appreciate you, my man. Again, we got shark on the take. Make sure you look him up. Again, you're not as that. And I say this in every single episode, you're not alone in this. We're in this together. This is your host, Kenny Perkins, a.k.a. your cancer guy. Until again, I'm out. So again, I want to thank everyone who tuned in today. Here's where you will find up-to-date cancer discussions with industry experts and leading professionals that can help you in your cancer fight. You are not alone in this. We are in this together. I'm your host, Kenny Perkins, a.k.a. The Cancer Guy. And until again, I'm out.